Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by millions, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by millions, Steve Dash Rinko Levers. Yo, 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 break dog. What's up? The master tweet blaster, the thespian with the golden pen, the exploding horned unicorn. What's up, JB? So, for the record, if I knew you were going to say any of that, I would not be on this <laughs> podcast with you right now. Also, who the hell are you calling? I'm on the hold with Domino's right now. I'm on the road. I've, I've, there was a thing. They've got the new bread twists, and they're delicious. The garlic knots, and I, I can't stay away from them. And they're busy. It's uh, nighttime, and people are here in New York. I'm in Poughkeepsie, New York, and you know how they love their Domino's here. How, how much do Domino's pay you for that? Did you earn more <laughs> or less than the Guam quarter of fate? Oh, I got some bad news on the Guam quarter of fate. Don't say it. Do not say it. We uh, this evening have the Maryland quarter of fate. Oh! <laughs> 71 episodes in, and I finally forget the Guam quarter of fate when I'm on the road. Oh, I, this isn't even the same podcast anymore. This isn't wrong and wrong. This is wronger and wrongest. This is this is a level beyond where we normally are. I I can't even talk to you right now, which is just as well because you're just trying to talk to Domino's. So maybe we should just sit here quietly and listen to your whole music. <laughs> it's Girl from Ipanema, so it'll be playing for a while. <laughs> All right, you start us into that, this. So. I, I have uh, no idea. Just start us into this cursed podcast. It can only go downhill from here. <laughs> oh, that's right. So welcome to Wrong and Wronger, everybody. I am your 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 uh, your favorite co-host, Steve Olivas, and that guy over there, the guy that's not decked out for bad assery tonight, is James Breakwell, <laughs> the exploding unicorn. And you have stumbled upon the podcast where we argue about topics that mean nothing to anybody but everything to everybody. And James, tonight, what are we going to debate? We, I believe, agreed 30 seconds ago to discuss French fries versus <laughs> potato chips, the age-old battle. There was a little bit of discussion about whether we would go French fries versus onion rings or French fries versus potato chips, and you came down hard on the side of it's got to be potato chips. What, what was your beef with onion rings? I think they're too similar. That was that was my beef. I think that, um, I wouldn't have, that you're basically arguing the same thing. One has potatoes inside it, one has onions inside it, and it would be like a 30-second debate, which, which many of our debates are because I win so decisively. <laughs> By the way, how about my oh, crushing victory last God week? God dang. I tell you what, I'm starting <laughs> to develop like a, a complex over here. I feel like Alfred Adler with an inferiority complex. I'm getting beat like a rented dog every week by, and it's making me think that your people were just voting for me because they wanted to see your penalty videos, and now that now that they that's lost been that removed, incentive. yeah, you got you got no hope. And the thing uh, is, I think I think more of your followers vote than my followers vote. You've got a passionate crew. But they just hate you. You're just wrong. Also, your your gorilla arguments were horribly insensitive. Nobody cares about Grape Ape, and, and that argument has been put to rest once and for all. Rest in peace, Grape Ape. You know, I was thinking along this week, if you remember, we uh, 
the lead singer for Blink-182 threw something out about podcasts, and I sent him a tweet, and I was thinking, my followers are thinking, Blink-182, God, they're young. And your followers were thinking, Blink-82, man, they're old. And the McGillagorilla <laughs> Grape Ape argument kind of hit that same demographic. My people are like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, McGillagorilla and Grape Ape, and your people are like, you're making that up. Come on. Grape Ape, I looked him up afterwards. He was only in, like, 16 cartoon episodes ever. Or, like, 16 20-minute episodes of his own and, like, two guest appearances somewhere. It was like it was like a six-month period in 1971. Why is that stuck in your brain? How old were you in 1971? I'm pretty sure it was too old to be enjoying Grape Ape. Why does this make you so angry? Because you're so passionate about such an arbitrary thing. It's like if I get fired up about, like, a serial promotion from 1992. It was there. It's gone. Just because you lived through it doesn't mean it's important. we got oh. to clarify that right there. God, there's a lot of things that I've lived through that are remarkably important. And I, back when... <laughs> You know, they're, you know what? I'm not even going to get into the whole serial thing because I'll blow your mind and then I'll have nobody to talk to on the phone as soon as they pick <laughs> up and I get my large cheese and sausage with a little bit of onion on it. Sometimes I get mushrooms on the pizza too, but we may have to debate this someday. But we're going to do the French fries versus potato chips in just a second. We have to table that for the moment because we exchange compliments every week. And uh, James, uh, they've moved on to Inagata de Vida, by the way, so this podcast must be running long. That's, this one is going to go another eight minutes, so we'll be okay. But uh, James, I want to listen to the compliment you have for me, because uh, this has been a rough week for me, and I'm going to need you to be the wind beneath my wings. And so I, I just can't wait to be lifted toward the heavens by this. So I want to compliment you, because you're going to be up in my neck of the woods in a week or two, uh, and you yeah. for some reason thought I would be free on Halloween night, my busiest <laughs> night of the year, by far. I only had kids so I could go trick-or-treating, as you know from my email list. Also, as you know from my email list... I'm going to have to be moving some furniture soon. And you said, hey, I could help you move furniture because we've got to move some furniture from the second floor to the attic where we're finishing a bedroom. And I thought, wow, that's that's nice of Steve. Like, suspiciously nice of Steve. Why would he <laughs> offer that? And I thought, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Steve is moving his entire house. Like, 35 rooms in the palatial Steve Olivas mansion from one place to another. I thought, that's what he's doing. He thinks if he drives up here to help me move one room, I'm going to go there and help him move like 75 semi-loads worth of, of golden ivory furniture. That's that's what you think with that. So I would like to compliment you for thinking two steps ahead in your chess game of trading favors. But this is checkmate. You're not helping me. I'm not helping you. We're hooping our own stuff. <laughs> Hoopin. Hoopin is the verb that you used in that sentence, English major. Hoopin? But, uh, what? <laughs> Hoopin. You, what I don't you know say? what I said. I don't know what I said anymore. I think I don't know if you can hear me. You're listening to Domino's hold music, so your your recollection here is null and void. Wow. Well, I was going to have my – I'm going to be there like uh, when this podcast airs. It'll be a week from that day, and I'll have my son with me who's stronger than both of us. And if you need to hoop anything up that flight of stairs in your house, he's the guy to do it. We can just sit back and drink beer and watch him drag the furniture up wow, the steps. That sounds like a better plan, a much better plan. <laughs> And, heck, we're nomadic now, so it's not like we have anything to do. We have no home to return to. We're living the gypsy lifestyle. But that is neither here nor there. That is my pain. 
My compliment to you, James, I've completely forgotten. It had to do with your newsletter this week that I read at like midnight last night because you can't put that thing out at a decent time when normal human beings are awake. But I guess I'll compliment you on the fact that you don't sleep. And I don't know, you're neither vampire nor rock star nor necessarily real functioning human because you're up morning, noon, night, and then the overnight hours. You cover all three shifts and you don't stop working. That uh, I can't remember. I shot you a text at like midnight, and you were bam right away responding to me, asking why I was still up at midnight, and was. that was neither here nor there either. But when do you sleep, man? Midnight is prime working hours. I mean, I go till one thirty, one forty-five at least, and then I then I wake up at five forty-five. But it's like a staged waking up. I usually wake up at five forty-five and realize I'm still half a corpse. And I hit the, hit the snooze button a couple times and then frantically rush to get myself and the kids out the door. Uh, but yeah, I get that, that, that's my whole goal is I've got to keep our eight fans entertained. we got to keep this thing going. It's for you guys, all eight of you. And we ask nothing in return. Not even, not even Domino's is going to give us anything in return. I'm pretty sure Steve gave out that ridiculous endorsement in return for nothing. I have no idea what you're doing, Steve. We have one job. Just don't endorse people for free. And what did you do? You know, it flickered through my head to say Papa John's, but I figure you people in Indiana got to hate Papa John's because the whole thing with Peyton Manning fell apart, and we know how you worship your Peyton. So I, I didn't even like want to lay that out there to cause you pain. Yeah, I, I think he still owns like like a billion Papa John's franchises. Maybe he sold them. I don't know. Anything anything Peyton Manning touches is gold. That man is, is second only to Jesus in Indiana. So, yeah, he can do no wrong. <laughs> All right. All right. You know, there was a guy named Johnny Unitas that was around just prior to the birth of your father. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nobody cares about him. How was he in, in nationwide insurance commercials? Tell me that. <laughs> him and Brad Payne. I mean, Hank Williams Sr. Yes. were fantastic. <laughs> I, I laugh every time I see that commercial. And I it, this is the dumbest thing ever. And it's hilarious. They He is everything I aspire to be. I aspire to sell out on that level someday. I don't want any of us accomplishments. I just want to sell out that hard and have people love me for it. Well, I don't think you have to worry about that part of the sentence break. Well, <laughs> all right, let me flip the Maryland core oh. of fate. Oh, that's got a great ring to it, doesn't it? Oh. Hold on one second. Uh, excuse me, I got, uh, I'm got. i on the phone here. I, I mean, I'm on a podcast, so let, let me get my order into you in just a second. All right, uh, just uh, I, I put him on hold now. Uh, all right, I'm going to flip the quarter, and uh, remember the debate is French fries versus potato chips, and what will the two sides of the coin represent for you this evening? Uh, heads up, French fries for me, tails up, potato chips for me. All right, heads is French fries. i got to do this one-handed now because I'm not going to give up my pizza, the order. The calls are answered in the order which they're received. All right, the quarter landed heads, so you have French fries. Excellent. This is going to be over and done very quickly. So I assume we're, we're thinking in most contexts in like a lunch order type situation where you can get French fries or a small bag of chips. Stress right. on small. As a side, that's the form <laughs> they come into. Fries, you can get large, extra large, super double-decker, extra large. Chips just come in a tiny little bag. Doesn't matter where you go. Doesn't matter where you eat always that tiny little bag. It is not enough to fill up a small child. It will not fill up a grown man or a grown woman. It is it is a fictional serving size. You need three of those bags to even count as calories. French fries, you get them in the quantity you want, and they are piping hot. 
They are they are doused in grease and salt and flavor. They are better at a restaurant than what you can make at home. They are fresh right in front of you. They are happiness incarnate. And that sad little bag of chips that's 99% air doesn't even belong on the same planet as french fries. I can't believe they come from the same plant. French fries James, are what chips aspire oh. to be. Sorry, I, I I paused too long. That was your cue to talk, but I was just I was just so fired up. I wanted to be extra dramatic. I apologize. Continue with your losing argument. <laughs> wow, you were like a great orator there. I could picture one finger in the air as uh, you were gesturing from the pulpit, talking yes. to everybody. I'm surprised that you, Breakwell, who's 99% hot air, has something against a bag that's 99% air. It feels like a family member to you. But the, the argument against French fries, you, you play right into my hand with this. Because as you know, one thing I'm very conscientious about is watching my girlish figure. <laughs> and so all of that heavy, grease-laden, salty, heart attack on a basket French fry order is going to kill me long before I need to die because the world needs itself a little more Steve. What chips do is they provide a good counter texture to the sandwich. You've got a hamburger, you've got a grilled cheese, you might have a hot dog. It's soft and uh, your mouth kind of needs something to mix things up a bit. You got a little uh, fizz if you have a Coca-Cola with it, but what the chip does give you a little crunch. I like a little crunch with my sandwich, and it's funny, I got chips in the uh, Maryland quarter of fate. God, I just like the way that sounds. Because I enjoy chips more than french fries, not just for the dietary issues, but also because I like that crunch, that little snap that goes along with a good sandwich. And uh, there is no such thing as sour cream and onion potato chips. Sour cream, I'm I'm arguing over you. There is no such thing as sour cream and onion french fries. I uh, texted a picture of me in this hat to my wife, and she said, you've had plenty enough to drink tonight. But uh, you can get sour cream and onion potato chips, and that is food of the gods, ambrosia coming down like manna from heaven. We have sour cream and onion. The other thing that potato chips have, if you really want to go hardcore healthy, is they have baked potato chips with half the calories, half the fat, and half the grease. French fries offer you either burn your mouth because they're so hot, or they feel lumpy in your mouth because they're too cold. Those are the only two options with french fries. So I don't know that you can make any argument that's going to counteract everything I just said. There's nothing you have, James. Watch. And and furthermore, (laughs) so I wanted to do to you what you did to me. (laughs) Well played. Finish your Domino's order. Anyway, what happened When you talk, you can't talk about chips or french fries being healthy. We are we are so far out of that realm. It's like healthy potato chips. It's like saying, oh, this, is, this isn't this is 100% lard. It's 98% lard. That's totally different. It's the same thing. Diet potato chips, that's, that's a gimmick. You can't even call them diet potato chips. And it's just, it's just the fact that they don't want to give you anything for your money, and that, that's the only way the calorie savings come in. That's like saying a diet food is like, oh, here's your burger. Let me cut it into 20 pieces and give you a slice. Congratulations. Oh. Oh, it's the same price. That's what you're doing with potato chips. Potato chips at any restaurant are a ripoff. However, french fries are the deal of a lifetime because what you get at a restaurant for french fries is better than what you can make at home. Potato chips are inferior to what you get at home because at least at home when you get a bag that's 99% air, at least that bag is a lot bigger, so there's a few more potato (laughs) chips in there. You get a giant jumbo bag of chips at home for what you get for that tiny little lunch-sized snack at your deli where they charge you, what, like three bucks for chips depending on where you're at? I mean, over in your neighborhood with your various mansions, maybe $4 for you? 
It's out of control. I don't know who would pay those prices. And seriously. I don't either. And I, I already said that, you know, we're not going to mention brands because they're not paying us. But guess what? I'm going to drop a few brands anywhere. We're oh. going to cancel out the brands uh, and then nobody will pay us. But what about McDonald's French fries? Those are the greatest French fries on the face of the earth. Many have tried to compete. There are so many French fries. Every restaurant out there has its own. They've got some that are home-cooked, artisanal, all that. No. McDonald's French fries are the best French fries, and they're the cheapest French fries, and they come in the largest quantity. That is, I cannot think of a better development in Western civilization than McDonald's French fries. And I will put those up against any potato chip on the face of the earth. If you put those in front of a five-year-old, McDonald's french fries and any potato chip, they pick the fries every time. If you put those in front of an adult, they pick the fries every time. The only person who would pick the chips is you because you were ordered to by the <laughs> blasphemous Maryland cor the quarter, which doesn't even count. What is that? Just what is Maryland even a state? This is ridiculous. <laughs> what say you, Steve? <laughs> you know, McDonald's french fries aren't even the best french fries yes, out there. Yes, they are. Arby's curly fries no. are far superior. Oh Every time I eat, though, okay, I, I admit, I get, I, I do love Arby's. I, I love all fast food, as you can tell by my incredible physique. <laughs> but... I gotta say, every time I eat Arby's curly fries, I feel like there is a lead weight in my stomach for the rest of the week. <laughs> Unless Arby's is looking to sponsor me, in which case your fries are the best. But otherwise, yeah, they just they they're good on the way down, but they sit so heavy. McDonald's fries, there's no regret. There's just happiness. <laughs> Have you ever seen the bottom of a bag that uh, if that fry container dumps, like everything that's sopping through the bottom of that bag is what's going straight to your heart yes. and is going to make it seize up on the it, spot? No, it keeps it well lubricated. That keeps everything moving. <laughs> so you put grease on machines, Steve. It's science. <laughs> well, hold on one second. And, and a small order of wings, please. Just, uh, the, the garlic parm. Thanks. Yeah, no. Uh, potato chips are way superior, and we really have to cut the argument off there because we're running late, James. And I'm keeping. Uh, I'm what? Uh, I'm keeping Jim. Jim is on the phone here, and I, I've got to get the order in quick. So, can you wrap this thing up, or you need me to wrap it? Up? All right, I'll wrap it up. Let me roll up the dice a few times. If you want to vote for me in the decisive winning argument for <laughs> and obviously fries, everybody does. I don't yes. understand it, but all eighty-seven right. winner right there. Eighty-seven. If you want to vote for Steve, who could not even put down the phone and finish his order to talk to you <laughs> vote for six oh god 69 no no we're not gonna do i'm right i'm redoing, I'm redoing 68 68 <laughs> you don't get that you do not get that number all right and then if you want to vote for me <laughs> you're so immature james god i didn't I was, think anything of it but it's that your mind that was going to be an instant win for you, and we both know it. I had to veto that right there. All right, if you want to throw <laughs> well, away your phone. you can't lose. Yeah, exactly. 44. <laughs> All right, Reggie Jackson and Hank Aaron, number 44. Yes. <laughs> Have you heard of either of those fellows? Yes, maybe. I don't know. Wrap it up, all right? <laughs> Let's get out of here. All right. So that's the deal. 87 if you want to vote for James, and I don't know why you would want to because he's uh, stomped me like a grape for the last <laughs> several weeks. 68 if you want to vote for Steve, and 69 if you want to really vote for Steve. And throwing away your vote is 44. All right. We got to get out of here. So until next week. And next week is going to be another great episode. I can already predict that uh, it's going to be a great episode. But anyway, this is Steve. Believe us, Dr. Steve for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell saying thanks for watching and thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, two wrongs can make a right.